right, we're back. Oh my God, we're wearing the exact same clothes. We need to change. We, we, we changed into different, we're like cartoon characters. We open the closet and it's all the same stuff. That's, that's we're back you know, though. You know what though? Some people do that. Like We're the same thing every day? Yeah. I would like that. Like it's like it's all those tech guys. It's like I wear jeans and a black t-shirt right. because I don't want to have to think about, see, I don't want to spend any energy on what I'm going to wear. And it's like, it's not that much energy, is it? Like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's like, it'd be nice. Like, hey, you never have to worry about anything, but like, it's not that hard. You, but you, you were lucky. Not everybody's born with like, and I don't know. It's fascinating how you were born with a fashion sense that I just don't, I never really. So you, you think you don't got a little bit like, uh, you got a little uh, style? I mean, a little, I don't really have a style. I mean, do I have a you style? Don't think so? Really? I wouldn't call you unstyling. Like, no, but I mean, like, it's not, it's not natural, you know. I, I that's a good question. But I, I just think in general, it's just it does take a lot of thought to figure out what the hell you're gonna so wear. You want to go be the black t-shirt guy? No, I, I mean, <laughs> see, I guess you know what I wanted. I either, like right now I got basketball shorts on and this shoe 360 shirt that I'll tell you about here in a second. Again, um, I'd rather wear this or like a suit. Oh, I'm one of those guys. I either want to be like super comfortable or like, let's do it. Like I'm not a, I, but, but you know what? True yeah. style lives in between. That's the, see, I feel like I'm slipping because I don't spend much time in between either. Like, no. I, I mean, laying around the house when I'm around the house, I, I don't spend one second in something that's not comfy. Like I don't understand people that, I don't understand. Like do people, the second I get home, let's say I got to go out and like dress like presentable the second i get home i'm taking off my clothes and putting on comfortable clothes sometimes i'll i'll you know have my work stuff on and i gotta stop home for like two hours i'll take it off oh yeah and be like like and then put it back on to go back out like do people like our friend bub stylish mcgee like is he rocking like like nice denim jeans in the house with he like put a his jeans on after he worked out at the gym to go home in his jeans. See, I don't understand that. And I, I was thinking about this, like, he does look better, but I would never be in those jeans right never, now. Never, never, ever, comfortable ever, no. But it uh, is, I think that's like, that's the, that's the mark of like, someone with style always is kind of in that. Right. But you know, in the old days, so pre, I don't know, the eighties or seventies, like everybody wore nice things anytime you left the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if you meet somebody in their 80s, they're going to be in a button up in a tucked in in a t like in yeah. a tucked into their shirt. Like it might be a short sleeve, but it's a short sleeve button up. They're not wearing t-shirts. Well, I think you know what, what I'm saying? I like, think one of the most everything now and I'm I'm victim of this. Everybody wants like everything they wear, it's got to be like have that like stretchy to yeah. it. Like yeah. everybody a shirt's got to have the stretchy like that's the whole like anything now. It's like check it they out. They call it like, athleisure. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. that they all want that. So, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I don't have... know how I feel, but I got like a a pair or two of those like those kind of pants for work, and it's good for like long road trips. But sometimes I'm like, I'm in stretchy. <laughs> I kind of don't like it. They are nice for situations, but well, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know what shirt feels good? My shoot 360 shirt feels great. I got to tell you about it real quick, people. Big news for the Lincoln basketball community coming this October. It's coming. No, it's not Halloween. 
It's the Shoot 360, the world's most advanced basketball training facility. It's coming right to your to our hometown of Lincoln, Nebraska. Shoot 360 is a national franchise. It's taking the basketball skill development world by storm, rapidly grown to over 40 locations across the country. Whether you're a young player just beginning to fall in love with the game or a lifetime basketball junkie like me, I love basketball. You see Kobe, you see all this stuff. I love basketball. It's the only thing I've ever loved my entire life. It's just the best. Doesn't matter. Skill development going to get you where you need to get to. It's going to improve your game, bring a smile to your face. Uh, it's going to blow your mind. The technology is remarkable. I'm going to be re- rolling out more information as we make our way to grand opening. In the meantime, go to shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. More information there. Plus, there's good videos there. And follow us on social media, Shoot360 Lincoln. Look forward to seeing everybody at Shoot360 Lincoln in October. It will unlock your game. Okay, Bo Rude. Can we start with uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the offense and the defense, but I want to start with this real quick. I don't know if we've talked about this, the single digit thing for for Nebraska. Oh yeah, what do you th- what do you think of it? Um, <sighs> so for people that don't know, I'm gonna get like the way I understand is Matt Rule has had a tradition where he doesn't like having these incoming freshmen get to choose like I want to be number one, I want to be number whatever, and he feels like a way to reward the toughest players on the team is to have them vote and the toughest players on the team get a single digit Jersey. So that's kind of the, the, yeah. What what do you think of it? I actually have thought about this a lot because I think um, I'm always a little skeptical of the new coaches traditions because it kind of always, it kind of works sometimes against the, the historic traditions um, and so I thought, I've thought about this one quite a bit. I thought, okay, how do I feel about this? Um, and I've kind of come to the conclusion, like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Kids love numbers. Um, what I like is that it's something you have to earn. Right. So I come from the world of the black shirt. Right. So, um, I, I kind of, I respect that those things are earned same way the black shirts. My one gripe is coming from a, from a defensive guy, like the black shirts were the one thing we've kind of done that with right on the team. And now this is like, this is like another thing. Right. So I don't think you want too many of these things. I think it's okay to be like, okay, we can do both of these. The offensive guys get their kind of their thing. But the unfortunate part is the, the O lineman can't get one. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, I was a little just like, you I little, don't want it to take away from the black shirts. Yeah, I guess as I never like thought that about was, that. that. Do you was think it takes like, away from it? Do you think those two? It doesn't have to. But it. I think it's like it's almost now like if you earn a black shirt and a, 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 a 10 digit, right? I, like, I never looked at it from that perspective. And it, I mean, it is kind of like. It's a it's it's a black if. The single digit jersey thing and the black shirts, they're maybe not like brother and sister. They're cousins, though. They're cousins. That's right. It's not, it's not like they don't really work together, but they, it's fine. It, the way I see it, it's like, all right, this is rules thing. Uh, it's about toughness. It's about your teammates are voting, right? Your teammates vote. I like anything that your teammates vote for because it puts the emphasis on hard work and toughness. And guys do, like, they want that. You know, you want their, what they're desiring to be, you know, the great qualities, which are those things. It, I've, 
I'm not a former black shirt, so I never. I think I think you're everybody's jaded in their own way, and jaded. I don't mean that in a negative term. I yeah, just think like that's that's, right, that's, that's the world you came from. There's no family on earth more synonymous with the black shirts than the roots. Period. But I have. So I didn't come at it from that perspective. I have grown to really like it. I think a couple of things. Anything, when you're in a leadership position, you are in the business of rewarding things, whether you like it or not. And I love rewarding toughness and having it on display, not only for behind the scenes, but for everybody. Yeah. Where... Okay, you think you're a badass? You think you're you're a hard rocking dude? Well, when you run out in front of ninety thousand people on national TV, your teammates didn't vote you one of the badass dudes. Yeah, like, so I kind of like it. I, I like that it is it it is rewarding toughness. It's voted by the teammates, and it's something that is on display the entire year. And I would think that that is going to pump confidence into the people that get voted on it and rock a single-digit jersey. And I would think it would motivate the people that don't have it to to try to maybe one day get it too. Um, yeah, that's that's perfectly said. And I, so for me, like that was one of my my big gripes about sometimes the black shirts. I felt like there's coaches that have come along. They're like, oh, this is the tradition I kind of have to do. And they don't really understand it. And to me, it's like, that's why you can have more than 11 black shirts, but it should be really hard to do yeah. that. It should be almost like you, 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 most of the time you almost can't get all 11 mm-hmm. or if you do, you barely like, you know, like it, it or, or like it, it better be the 95 Huskers had 11 black shirts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like the nickel guy and the, yes. and the, and the other D linemen right. are getting them. Cause they're like, you truly can't tell who the starter is, but they are like, you know, they should be a black shirt. Like it's more, that's why I like the numbers. It's like, they are this kind of guy. They are a Husker. They are what what we believe they should stand for. So um, in a lot of ways, they are the same thing. Uh, just the single digits. It's more about the number versus black shirts is the defense, it, it is the, the more the more i think yeah. about it it is the black shirts a little bit it's kind of it's it's similar that's why that's my only gripe with is it's like it's kind of that except for us for the whole team that's the only thing i was gonna say is i always yeah. wonder the, the one thing that's nice about it is like you can be i'm trying to think you could probably list somebody on offense over your over the time being there we could find anybody like Corey schlesinger was a black shirt yes yes but he didn't play defense so he wasn't a black shirt yeah in if it's Eric 19, Crouch, Eric Crouch was, was a black, black shirt. shirt. Yeah, um, there's some dudes that are black shirts, but they can't be a black shirt. Yeah. So only thing that's nice about this single digit thing is that it opens things up for everybody uh, to a certain extent. But yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. I still like it, but the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, this is very similar to the black. If shirts. we didn't have the black shirts, this thing's the biggest slam dunk in the world. I love it. I like. I love it for that. But. With the black shirts, uh, I mean, this is probably just my own feelings towards it. Um, I just don't want it to take away from what the black shirts stand for. Like this, if this becomes like the thing that, that everybody's into, yeah. it, it's just a I'm little just, different. I'm a little and, nervous that it's going to naturally do that now well, that I think about it. And kids love numbers, right? Kid, kids love the idea of 
the coolness of a single digit number. Like it's it just plays right into can you kids as psyches. So thirty two was you know that that Jim Brown. Yeah. If you like Reimer got a single digit number. Yes. If Reimer had a number he wanted that wasn't a single, can you can you accept the single digit number but then not wear it? Does that make mm, sense? Like I think that'd be disrespectful. I think I, you gotta I, take so I the wonder, single digit. I also kind of like that it it equally rewards people being obsessed with numbers and also erodes it of like don't get caught up on I want to be number 21. I want to be number 35. Like, yeah, I think, I, but I also think that I love how deep we're getting in this. This is good. This, this is, but I, this is, there's a lot to there's it. There's a lot to it. I think here's what I've, I've always thought. I always thought whoever picks number one, <laughs> they're usually a certain kind of guy, <laughs> right? You think they're a cocky, usually, usually, yeah. usually number one's a pretty cocky dude. Cocky or the confident dude, like you pick number one, right? Right. Um, so like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's also a little bit of an equalizer. Like guys, I think is it like Hut Mashers. Like yeah, the polar bear is like a number zero or something, isn't he? Like or is he like a? Yeah, he was. I can't remember now. I just remember Reimer was four. Yeah, Sims is seven. Uh, so Gifford might be Isaac Gifford might be two. Yeah, so it's kind of good. It's also like it gets a little bit less on just who's the cockiest guy and more like who. It's yeah, it's kind of nice. I I think in that part I like it, but I don't know. I think it's we've got the pipeline, so they kind of got their thing with that. The black shirts, and now we have the single digits. I just think it's like before. There's just a lot of things. Then it's yeah. like it's just one more thing. It I is another thing. I, I, do. I don't. I'm not going to hate on it because I think what it stands for is good. I it's do. about toughness. Yes, That's good. It's about hard work. It's about the guys who do the right things. I'm a fan of it, so I will not put down anything that's like it's 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 symbolizing the right stuff. So but I also think there is I think this is also symbolic in that for a long time some people would argue that Nebraska needed to not not be a remember the past, but not be a prisoner of the past. And not to say you, I've never been one of those guys who's like, you got to do away with the black shirts. I don't like that. But I do think you have to be open to a new coach coming in and wanting to do their own thing. Yes. So I, I think it's I think it's good in that regard. And this seems to fit. This isn't like, this feels like a tradition that would that fits the Nebraska way of doing football to a certain extent yeah. but i don't know we've nobody has in-depthly talked about the single digit thing for as long as we just I did thought, there but I, it's interesting i gave it a lot of thought though i sat down when that came out i went like oh i initially didn't like it and then seeing it made me like it and it probably makes no sense but i just i don't know i i i like what are you rewarding yeah, the in incentives matter in life. Yes. You what look are at, you rewarding? You look at every sector of the world, you name it, you show me the incentive, and I'll pretty much show you the behavior, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's it's a good incentive. What it are is. you rewarding? That's good. You show me the incentives, it's the incentives, I'll show you the behavior. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Did you come up with that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 
I think in general, you, I certainly didn't. You miss ninety nine percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Okay. That's. Did you, did you think of that? I I didn't. No. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into. Uh, let's start with the. We're going to do an offensive preview, a defensive preview. Uh, talk a little special teams, and then I have a like a rapid fire fun question thing, and then we'll get out of here. You want to start with the offense? Yes. I think generally speaking, are you feeling way more confident in the defense or the offense? To start out a year, always defense before offense with a new team. I am the same way, and I think everything that's happened makes me feel even – I don't – I think my confidence has dwindled on the offense and not necessarily gotten higher with the defense for that discre- – like, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the offense, but I, I guess let's start with the quarterback situation. So your three quarterbacks, Sims, Chuba, Harburg. Sounds like Chuba's kind of had a decent couple of months – uh, and it sounds like Harburg is more of the runner of the two. Um, but let's start with Sims. Like, I remember last year, I'm not so sure. I think we did a thing of like your biggest, we, we did like our biggest questions or something like that. And I think your first, your biggest question was like, is Casey Thompson good? And is K- are Sims good? The, but I'm, I'm going back to last year. Oh, where, okay. Where, and, and I think well, I bring that up to say like, I think, you could you could insert that for this year too. Like I, I, I don't know what I where I come out on it. So God damn, he looks the part. I mean, that, holy that's, shit, okay. he looks the part. That's a great place to start with him. Is he looks great? He seems like a like a high like you just can look at a guy and go like seems like a good guy. Seems like Gets good it. looking yeah. six four two thirty runs fast has a good arm. Um, I think where I get hung up on him is. Is, and this is maybe taking blurbs from the paper and the words that a coach says too seriously. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there first. I, I maybe I'm reading way too far into this. But when a coach says, you know, our goal is we want our our quarterbacks throwing 65% in practice, and you know we're getting better. We're still not quite there yet. Right. Coming from a guy that's thrown a lot of interceptions, and I think for me, I go, is he a guy that can can get there and can be a uh, a guy that takes care of the ball or is he kind of like most people who they kind of are what they are and i get just that little blurb makes me think he hasn't totally changed himself yet that blurb tells me he's kind of being what he's been which is good but turns it over a lot good not super accurate i couldn't agree more eek i do think to a certain extent it's not to say people are who they are for forever, but when you when you get to this stage of your career, your strengths and weaknesses, you can improve on your weaknesses. It's very hard to eradicate a, a yeah. weakness when you get to this point of your career if you look at it from a quarterback standpoint. I think he falls under the category of how I always viewed someone like a Tommy Armstrong, where... Tommy was good and effective if you used him in the right way. They, year one of Riley, they tried to square peg, round hole, make Tommy Armstrong like a pocket passer, and he finished that season second in the country in most interceptions. Yeah. Like, but then the next year, they ran him a little more. They had, they, they had him in more advantageous situations, and he was a totally different player. So I think Jeff Sims strikes me as one of those guys where – there are certain quarterbacks, like regardless of system you put them in, they're going to be good. I think how you use him is everything. 
Yeah, I, I, and, yeah, I, I see him like, like those stretches and boots and things where he he's booting and running with, you know, high low. I think yeah. you just you you keep take, it simple. Keep it to a half side of the field. Get him out of the pocket. Move and just get him in rhythms and make his legs a threat in 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 that like in that movement. Um, I, I just think they're going to have to manufacture some um, consistency out of him. Like they're going to have to really think, all right, we need to get this guy confident, taking care of the ball and being accurate. So how do we do that? And they need to just simplify and move See, him and totally get him agree. easy, easy completions. If you have him standing back there and I think just like, throwing it all over the field i think he sprays it and he's and, in and he's in third and long a lot and all that stuff that's i think it's gonna turned, be a problem he I mean, I think it it, yeah i think and it, rather than go like just position by position i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump into like kind of the whole i'm gonna jump yeah. into the pool here i think when you look at at sim's skill set and his strengths and weaknesses and then you look at the rest of the offense in particular the depleted wide receiver situation that's a big concern yeah uh, to me Everything points towards running Jeff Sims a lot and probably mm -hmm. more than they want to. You made a great point. You're uh, in our last pod, you brought it up, and I'm totally with you. I'm done with the whole idea of like saving someone. Yeah. And I don't know. I, and maybe I'd be wrong. Maybe if Frank Solich was in here, like, did they go into like the 01 season being like, boys, we can't run Crouch that much? And I'm not saying that Sims is Crouch, but what I am saying is like, what no. Crouch did best was tote that thing no he, so what yeah. i'm saying is what what does sims do best i my guess is what he does best is run yeah so and, and you know especially early like first game everybody's nervous nerves are high for cute like i actually think it might benefit everybody to let him run that first game right and just give the defense a headache get us in a rhythm keep us on the field settle him down like all the things to me other than like risking getting him hurt and banged up, I just it's all a positive I, that first that first game where you just got to get a, you got to get a win and you got to get you got to get on. I, I I don't I just think if you do you do what gives you the best chance to win and like I'm trying to look here and I should have looked this up before like what if you looked at I guess, is this a lot? Yeah. So Crouch, as a, in 2001, his Heisman winning season. So yeah. 201, he had 203 carries. 203 carries, okay. Over 12 games. That's 16.9 16 carries a game. That's running the ball as a QB. That's a lot. Of and runs. I guess for me, I'm like, and that was physical running. That is that it's is option. down the line option football where even even on your pitches, you're, you're probably getting yeah. your shit lit up. Yeah, so call it twenty because he's getting because he, he's doing four of those. So let's call nice. it twenty carries a game, and and I'm not like Eric Crouch won the Heisman, so I'm not. What I'm what I'm trying to get at is like has have are things so much different now. But you can't do that with your quarterback. Explain to me why you could do that with T. 
T. Frazier and Scott Frost and Eric Crouch. But you can't do that with Jeff Sims. I think the only difference maybe is is a little bit uh, the offense is it's not true like power option football. So those guys are they're maybe not like running back. I don't know if it's even the word tough. Like it's it's like they don't have that sort of like eh, that that guy's not built to do that that many runs. So I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I, and, and that's Sims, I don't I don't want to get us too buried in the minutiae of the like of the specifics here. I'm more doing like a the spirit of my point is like somewhere along the line we've been like well, you can't run your quarterback too much. You can't and it's like, "Well, you, you could in 1995." You could in 2001 is football. If anything, I would argue footballs, you take less big shots today. If Jeff Sims can't hit Jeff, you can't hit Jeff Sims the way people could hit Eric Crouch. Yeah. So I could, I guess, and I guess the only argument against it is like, because you can't tee off on them, you want them back in the pocket more or something. No, I'm I'm, uh, I'm saying what, what I'm getting, what I'm trying to argue for is like, Everybody's afraid of running a quarterback a lot and getting him hurt and getting him hurt. And I'm like, and it's easy to sit here from not being the head coach and not having to be the guy to take those shots, all those stuff. I get, I, I, I understand the, the position that I'm in and how easy it is for me to say that, but I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm like, kind of pushing back on this whole idea of like, you, you gotta be careful. I understand why, like, I, I guess every situation is different. And I think if the situation is we got to win, I do think you're right. There should be no, there should be no, uh, like line in the sand where we can't do any more. It's like the line is whatever it takes to win. And if you're Ohio state and you got a quarterback, that's going to be a first round draft pick and you're going to be playing in the, uh, big 10 title game, probably, you're thinking about later in the year. And I understand thinking about later in the year because you've got the goods to sort right. of lean elsewhere. Right. And we would too, if we could, if, if sure. we could, I suppose we yeah. would. Right. 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 Like, uh, you know, yeah. T phrase ran a lot, but you know, a lot of those games, he, he probably did just get to hand it off because he could. Right. And we were fine. But I think right now we're not in a position where we can dictate uh, this is how many carries we need to, today because we're worried about now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess we're that's worried right. about your this for you. Like, it, it, right now, we're we're not in that position. Our position is we can't win. We got to do whatever it takes to win. And I love, I, I, I've, one of my favorite guys to read and listen to talk about Nebraska football is Sam McEwen because he really makes me think. And there are times I completely agree with Sam and there are times I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. And he's he's made this point on how there's a correlation between running your quarterback and turnovers, which, you know, that's hard to argue over the last decade. Mm. Um, I also think some of that is like, is it that or is it the player? You know what I mean? Like Adrian coughed it up. Adrian coughed it up. Taylor Martinez coughed it up. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, so, yeah. I, I, you know, just because one guy, I, I don't know. You know, he brought point of like, you know, if you get into that Minnesota game and you don't feel like if Matt Rule feels like this is a game that they can get when they get into it, and then you maybe got to maybe turn Sims loose a little more and run them. 
And if, and then I think like if the other, if the other way, if you get into it, like, I don't know if we can win this game, let's not run them very much. Like, I think that's a weird place to be in as a coach where you're like, ah, oh, this game feels like a lost cause. Let's not run. Now I'm not, I mean, if the game's if over, the game's it's over, over, if but you're if, like down by a score and you're like, I mean, yeah. I, that's where I, I don't know. I mean, and I don't want to put words in Sam's mouth, but I think the spirit of what he's getting at is kind of like feeling the game out. And I just, I, what, what I'm trying to get at, and I'm maybe not doing a good job of, of explaining, well, I just tricky. think we're good. It's tricky. It, it's tricky, but I also think it's not at the same time. What does Jeff Sims do best? If it's run and that's what gives the best chance for this offense to move the ball, you have to run him. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm more on your side than not. I mean, the argument for not getting your starting quarterback hurt, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I told, like the, I don't need to have that explained to me. But, like, I, I do need to have someone explain to me why in under certain circumstances you don't sell out to win. And that's the part where people explain that away too easily. And I go, I, no, that's not that I'm not that easy of a, of a sell on that. Right. I need to be sold harder that we're not going to do everything to win this game. Cause you look at, I'm looking at, and again, I, I love how I'm using a Heisman trophy winning season with what I believe is one of the, one of the best running quarterbacks the college game has seen. But, but Jeff, Sim, Jeff Sims is and a I think, specimen. I think Jeff is, is Jeff Sims walks next to Eric Crouch. You go, Ooh, I bet that guy's whoa. like, like, you know, I mean, right. like, but I guess he, I'm looking, okay. I'm looking at his, his, uh, at, at his rushing attempt log here, Crouch. Yeah. His season low of attempts running the ball was 12 against Rice. His high was 24 against TCU. But I mean, it's 24, 15, 14, 12, 17, 15, 18, 21, 13, 13, 23, 18. What was the score of that TCU game? Is it possible that it shows up there? I don't see it, unfortunately. My guess is that was a close game. I, I wonder if that game was closer than you think. I bet you they said, Eric, go win that game. Things weren't going well. I. This would be interesting. That'd be an interesting. Like, if you can look, if it's like Let's 64 look. to nothing and Eric had 24, it's like, they, they ran a lot for blowing him out. But that that usually doesn't happen. 21 to 7. Okay. It was a grinder. So it was one of those games Guarantee that tried to grind that thing out. Guarantee and they said, EC's got to take us home. Yeah. And that's a grinder game. So I don't know. We, we can move. On. I'm just, what I'm getting, I, I just will be fascinated. I think one of the most interesting things about yeah. this offense with the Obviously, the interesting thing is like what the hell is it going to look like yeah. in general. But just I'm so interested. How much do they run Sims? What do the runs look like? How does that get managed? Yeah. Especially given the fact that you have a wide receiver situation with Xavier Betts now out of the equation that is concerning to say the least. Uh, I I I look at the picture of like. I look at this offense and I go, you need to run Sims. You need to give him easy throws. I think some of these, these wide receiver issues, I could see a lot more two, two and maybe three tight ends on the field at the same time. Uh, from a quarterback's perspective, a comforting thing is throwing to a big ass six, six, yeah. 250 pound target, you know, on a boot, on a little, you know, a, a, a sit down into a zone, put it right on his big ass chest yeah. and, that gets you in a rhythm. And your boy Fedoni's having a good camp by all by all yes. uh, accounts. And I think that's important for him to to get through a full camp of just a, so many reps. So there's something that happens from the first day of camp till the season 
um, that gets your body ready to like really play football. You have to have all these little, you got to go through every little cut, yep. thousand reps, this and that, catch the ball. And then like you break it down, but then you, you just, you're like in football mode where then you're like, okay, I've like reset everything for sure. If you sit out camp, right. And then you go play football, like you are fresh and you're probably just as fast as you were, but you haven't done all those little you know what I mean? It's For like, sure. Yeah. It's you, like you haven't dribbled a basketball. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. And all, it's just like you're, you don't got the handles. Right. So, like, Fedoni's finally getting a full camp, healthy, getting the reps with the ones. This is his chance to be a player now. I think he's going to have a monster year. I think, it, you know, he I just needs to just, he just needs to get a game or two under his belt, and then he's not going to be, you know, then he can just play. Right. It's like when you haven't done it, you always are trying too hard, and when you try too hard, you hurt yourself. And it's it's unfortunate. It sounds like Eric Gilbert. There's still that waiver process yeah. that hasn't come through. It's like give me a break. But you got Borkature as well. Borkature looks like he's gotten bigger. Yes, I just think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets out there without receivers. You got to yes, and th- right. so that's the thing. I mean, the wide receiver situation. Um, Marcus Washington got hurt in camp. Uh, there's an expectation he's going to be okay for that first game, but. Well, coming off a broken hand coming off a hand problem watch that's those drops i'm just telling you like right he hasn't caught the balls you know is it is it his first down hand like, or which ah, it, ah, ah. um then you got garcia castaneda as well and then you got a bunch of either walk-ons or newcomers of you know you got uh fleeks Doss, Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, the West Side speedster there's going to be some freshman is going to have to play a pretty pretty substantial amount of of football and then you got your walk-on guys and alex bullock from creighton prep yeah and ty han from johnson brock who was a that eight-man football yeah he he was a he was like a guy i was kind of excited about coming out of high school i thought he was uh he was a guy i i you know he was it was a little quiet from him the last couple years i thought he was a guy that was gonna like pop pop just yeah just because he seemed like he was like one of those guys it was just like almost like a wester camp type um, but it's good to see him. They say that Bullock is the best route runner. On I the heard team. that too. Yep. Um, but in the end, it's like, I hate having to rely on freshmen. It's like the thought is like, oh yeah, look at this guy. Look at his measurables. He'll contribute. And then you realize like, it's just once you get him there and they don't know what they're doing, they don't know the tricks of the trade yet. Yeah. They have to spend a year learning it. They get a year stronger. And then the next year it's like, oh, who's that guy? just a totally different person and you know hopefully you're not ever not everybody can be todd peterson you know a walk-on yeah i mean todd you're around todd todd's a big todd's big he's all of six four. he's all of six four he's long he's he's you know like he's he's not skinny you know like he's a big dude and they don't they don't make a lot of walk on from grand island here comes todd peterson that you're going to be able to throw out on the field and he's going to be a good player but hopefully you hear good things about han you hear good things about bullock uh they've had a couple years now yes that 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 helps helps. like but the point is like i i think you can trust that guy before you can trust the freshman you You take the walk on fourth year third fourth year guy versus the the freshman with the big you know like not everybody's wanda like yeah wandell's wanda like he's ready to go but like you know coleman was not a a mid-year guy either he's a was a summer guy so that hurts, I think, not being able to be. Am I am I right on that? Coleman was he a mid year enrollee? 
I don't maybe think he, he was. was. I thought he wasn't. I, 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 thought he I was don't think summer. he was, but I'm, I may be wrong on that. But like, you know, let's say he's our most talented guy. Like that extra spring ball and, and winter weightlifting helps those For sure. guys. But like, it's just, it's hard to rely on freshmen. I'm actually going to go in this year. Like, I know we need somebody to step up. I'm just, my expectations are probably nobody's going to be there to really help maybe later in the if, year, but you know what this whole situation screams to do? Like if I were Minnesota, I would just, and I can't, it has to fit within your defensive scheme, but whatever version of your defensive scheme is this, I would load. I would say Jeff Sims and you wide receivers that really haven't ever done it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to throw for 350 yards and hit a bunch of bombs yeah. to win. And I am going to load the box. I am going to press cover, you know, Dawson Coleman and and say if he, and say Sims, like that would be how I would approach, well, especially early. And Marcus Washington, like you said, has never been really a deep threat. And Isaiah that's not really Garcia, Kemp's not. So like you got all these guys. Like I would be pressing all of those guys, so you could blitz, load the box. And then you could kind of press those dudes. Well, because what was the, was it 2019 where Nebraska just couldn't, their wide receivers were not capable of like taking the top off the defense. It was night. It was the 19 team, wasn't it? it or might've been 20 where they just, their wide receivers were incapable of their, they really, was that was not the 19. A, that was when it was like Cade Warner was our only, like, I mean, like we had nobody. It was like Wandale got hurt and then everybody else was just like, you couldn't even like, so I am worried about now. I think Billy Kemp's a really good player, but I think Billy Kemp is not a he, he's he's not a big play guy. So be yeah. interested to see what happens with that wide receiver situation. Running back, real quick. See, Gabe Irvin got the nod, yeah. and we've I mean, you guys, we have been uh, we have beachfront property on Gabe Irvin Island, and we have not given it up yet. Uh, From the first time we saw him, we we're like, this guy. Some about that guy. Yeah, and I it's it's kind of good to see that that they feel so strongly about him. They, they named him the starter over Grant, who was like, who was the bell cow last year. Exactly. And it's a and big statement. That's yes. a big statement. Well, I, I've said to me to win the number one job two different times in two scenarios where you are not the incumbent. Yeah. And with two different coaching staffs in two different offenses, like there's gotta be something there. He does everything right. Like he, he came out of a, like what I would call like a true running back uh, offense where like it was like I formation, you are a running back. It's less of the spread. Like you're just getting your little zone reads. Yeah. It's like you are a running back. You're, you're running powers and you're running like he can do all that stuff. So, I, you know, not that, not that uh, uh, Anthony Grant didn't come from the same system, but Gabe Urban is like a big dude that is a running back. Right. And I just think Irvin's seems pretty complete to me where I, I, I like Grant too. I think Grant's I know that's tough, what's hard. Man. He apparently Grant's he's tough. got, he's been fumbling it too much. Um, and then you have the Michael Myers of the, of the running back room, Ramir Johnson. Here. It's just <laughs> no matter what Ramir is going to factor in on the, and he's going to get on the field and like, yeah. you love it. So it sounds like he's the third down back. Gabe Irvin's the number one guy. We'll see. I mean, Grant, er, Gabe Irvin is going to get an opportunity here. And at some point, he's got to, like, deliver, you know? Yeah. Um, if he gets 16, 18, 19, 20 carries against Minnesota, like, 
Yeah. Let's see what you can do, big dog. But uh, again, I don't know if I love any of those guys, but I think they're that's a pretty decent trio of, of I think, guys. I think, you know, with Grant and, and Irvin and Johnson, I mean, to me, it's um, you got to feel pretty comfortable. I mean, the, nobody's a wow guy. Grant was good. He was solid. I mean, we were like, this is a good player. Especially early. You remember, you remember the hit he put on the guy from Rutgers? Rutgers yes. That changed the game. We He won that game with that hit. Right. Just absolutely just brought the physical, you know, knocks this guy out, changes the game. He He's a good player. He's our backup. So that means that Irvin is proved himself to be, you know, more reliable and potentially better. So, like, I feel pretty good about running back. It's not going to be great, but I think we could call that, like, a solid, just having a solid totally trust agree. in that. And then it'll be interesting to see with the O-line. I mean, it's, uh, I think, Ben, ben Scott will help. Noelle being back will, will help. Hopefully, Teddy Penuas down will stay healthy. Uh, it, it's largely the same cast of characters. It's just, it'll, be fa- and it'll be fascinating to see what happens where – Rule has not been shy in praising Donovan Raiola, but we saw what that group looked like last year. I got to see it first with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Scott's a big help. I think Scott's going to make a big difference. I mean, that, you got a yeah. real, you got a real center that has played real. I mean, in the Pac-12, yeah. like it, it makes a difference. And then hopefully, if like there is, I say it's the same cast of characters, but there's a chance you have Ben Scott wasn't there last year, experience. You have oh, wow. Teddy Peno ass down, healthy. Yeah. And then you have Nuili or uh, Nuelli. I can never say Nuelli. Nuelli, uh, and he was suspended all of last year. Yeah. And then and Piper's a year older, and he's been getting a lot of pub. Um, he was who went to Big Ten Media Days. Yeah. So he he's doing something right because he and he I think he maybe made a single digit. I think too. he did, but he can't. Yeah. So Th- that says something though, that right? Says it for so sure. that tells you something. That's why the single digits are nice. It tells you something. That's it. That's it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I sit there and go, it's like, it's the same guys. It's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like you, three it's, of the five could be different. Three of the five are different. And then between Corcoran Piper, Ben Hart and Teddy Pinuas, like they've played. <laughs> Ah, uh, you said Teddy Penuas down in all sincerity. Well, that's his name, isn't it? It is Teddy Penuas down. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, uh, I'll tell you, it's a good sign too. Is Gatula, Sam Sledge, like you got young guys they're really high on. Like those guys are lined up as the backups. That's always a really good sign to me. For sure. When, when the young guys on the offensive line are already like potential guys that could step in and play that's rare that's just like that's hard to do because the just the physical nature of being an offensive lineman you just usually need two or three years you know just get strong and big and eat your ten thousand calories a day for Uh, two years but you know it's impressive those two young guys are they're penciled in as left tackle left guard um well actually yeah left tackle left guard that's usually that's that's where you want your your big boys you know overall I mean, do you think, is this going to be a ball control huddle up, like snap the ball, like snap the ball with eight on the play clock, kind of a run it? If I had to guess, I my guess is our base, what you will see if we are in a position to dictate, if we can control it. Yep. We're not going to be quite Minnesota, but we're going to be, I think we're going to try to control the clock. 
Mm-hmm. I think we're going to bring in the two tights, bring in a fullback occasionally. Yeah. And we'll use that. Yeah. That 12, that 22, that, uh, that 21 personnel a lot more than we've had in the, the last, I mean, we've done so much 10 and, uh, and 11 personnel. And I think we're going to do more of that. We're going to huddle. We're going to, and then they said that the occasional, we're going to no huddle speed it up. That's fine. Everybody's going to do that. I, I think the, the, the base will not be, we're going to spread and, and yeah. go fast. I think I, they're going to huddle and go slow. I think they're going to try to, well, they're going to try to that's equalize. What I, think too. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to talk to you after these first games just to see what it looks like. Yeah. But it does. It's it's what Satterfield and Rule said they wanted to do with this team. And then to me, the personnel lends itself to being like, control the clock, slow it down, run the ball. Muck these play, games up a little muck bit. Muck these things up a little bit. So we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. How are you? I've, the more I've gotten to know Tony White and thought about the 3-3-5, the more... And I hear people like Jerry Donardo talk about it. The more I get excited about it, I've said all the time that I think Nebraska needs to be different. And one of the things that was tough to prepare for over the course of, you know, 20, 30 years was the option. It was a unique thing. It was hard to simulate in practice. I think the three, three, five can be like that. Uh, Overall, my excitement level to watch the three, three, five has, has gone up and my respect level for Tony white has gone up. But at the same time, I, I just, I just want to see it stop the run and see what it looks like. That's going to get tested right away. How are you feeling about the the D line? I guess we'll start with like Robinson, Hutmasher, and Gunnarsson. Um, I feel fine about those guys. And this this Linehart, they're excited enough about a freshman. Yeah, that you know he's a co starter. Um, I think it's fine. I, I think depth is going to get interesting. We got two fresh, true freshmen. Uh, as our two backup ends. I mean, I, this Linehart, like I said, I'm excited about him, but he's also a freshman. This Princewell. Uh, oh, I heard someone say Uma his name. It's, yeah. it's, it's, when it's, you hear it said right, it's very easy to pronounce. Uma, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Prince Uma Thurman. Uh, Prince Uma Thurman is, is. Oh, it's Prince Will, not Prince Will. Prince Will. Prince Will. Fresh Prince Will. Fresh Prince Will. Uh, Fresh, fresh prince will smack you. We'll call him fresh, <laughs> fresh prince will. Uh, it's ridiculous. Okay, but yeah, I mean, you really, you really need Jason Peter Jr. and the polar bear to stay healthy. You, you really need. Gunnarsson. Otherwise, we don't have size. I mean, I don't. I mean, Judy, Judy's a guy that I, I don't know what he is, and he's the only other guy with size. Ruquan Buckley. They've talked about him a little bit, but like, I'm not counting on Ruquan and Judy. I'm. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him. I just haven't heard a ton about him. And he was a big time transfer for us. So that was like, that tells you like, mm, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get your hopes up. Right. Um, so I think between Hutmatcher, Hutmatcher needs to be better. He just needs to be, he needs and to go pick in his lane. And Robinson yeah. does. We talked about that most important Huskers thing. Like, yeah, we, if at the end of the year, we're not talking about Ty Robinson being like a, a, a Stug, dog, this defense, this defense is going to be in trouble. Yeah, he's got to be good, and Hutmaster has to be better. Because Hutmaster's super strong, but he needs to find that, like, football thing. That, hey, I'm going to now transfer that and be that guy on the field. Because uh, we need him to be really good. He's playing in that nose. He's got to just oh, own just, that I nose. I cannot wait to see what this defense looks like. But And then uh, the linebacking core, 
I'm kind of getting excited about the the trio of Reimer, who the more I th- I think of him in the three three five, I think it's going to suit him well. Yes, it will. Henrich, who is back and healthy, and it sounds like has had a good camp. Yep. And then this Josh Bullock seems like he is he got a single digit. He got a single, but is Sherman starting over him? That's right. I'm not. I think Sherman is, but like. I'm excited that there's like you got a you got a guy in Bullock there that like got voted one of the yeah. toughest dudes on the team. Yeah. Um, but I and I think this MJ Sherman's got some talent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the more the, because Jamari Butler, Chief Borders, you know, you got guys, it's it's hard to exp- we'll see. It's hard to p- yeah. position them like where, but we don't even know how it's gonna look. I don't so know what it's, it's gonna it's look tricky, like. I don't know how many of those dudes can be on the you field got, at the you same got time. Henrich like, and Reimer, Sherman and Bullock, between those four, they're all gonna be playing and like you feel pretty good about them. I, I'm just I'm excited. I think Reimer, Henrich, MJ Sherman, those guys, like I feel pretty good about the linebackers right now. Yeah. I think that'd be fair to say. Uh and I think they it I don't know, Henrich, Henrich not not great sideline to sideline. He's played a lot of football. But he's played again. a lot of football, but I think Reimer is. You yeah. know, I think Reimer Ry- can can run. Uh, but no, I like I like Henrich. I'm he's a believer a in Henrich. Rhyme. He's and, a healthy Reimer uh, again. So I'm I'm feeling actually pretty good about the the linebackers, and there's a lot of reason to like the secondary. They got a lot of dudes coming back. Uh, Deshaun Singleton. Did you see that? Matt Rule went on the radio and said that he's going to be a starter and has had an amazing camp. Yep. Uh, which is that that was someone needed to emerge there. Yeah, because my with Farmer leaving, we needed somebody to sort of step up. And that's good that he uh that he's stepping up. And then Gifford, like it's weird on this thing they listen at Rover, but like he is I thought he's more like a true safety. That's what I thought. But I am really at the point right now if someone was like, get out your number two pencils, it's time. <laughs> For the three three five quiz. Oh no, like, I didn't study last night. Your boy, so, your boy be I doing. Overslept. Your boy be doing the whole like I'll be peeking over at like Sam McEwen's answers like pop quiz. Like, no. Oh, he's a rover. Sam. Yeah, I Sam is it A? It's A. I, I try, would be. I try to get to a practice every year. I haven't gotten to go to a practice this year. I just want to go see. It. I know. I just. I want to see. Okay, how do they line up in like their. If it's a base three three five, like okay, let me see this rover. Where where is he at? It's, it's where is he? How does how does he adjust? I just want to see the adjust. I can't wait to see times. it. But but it's but I guess just like you start listing players, and I just want you to tell me if you feel good about them, like good about them on the field. Not necessarily trying to say you think they're gr- like baller, amazing players, but I'm just gonna give you some names and you go like, yeah, I feel good about him, or yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Quentin Newsom, good. Malcolm Hartzog. Good. Isaac Gifford. Good. Luke Reimer. Good. Nick Henrich. Good. Ty Robinson. Good. Like I could keep going, but like you get there's there's a lot of guys where you're like, I feel like I feel comfortable with them on the field. I feel very I feel good with them. If you say Hut Matcher, Gunnerson, MJ Sherman, Omar Brown, yeah, I say I don't know if I feel good. I, uh, th- I those are question bad. mark. Yeah, but I, I gotta... just don't know them. They're, they're my question marks. And Singleton, I've never seen a snap of him play. So like, but the majority are goods. I think that that's the part that's probably a positive. Is you go, 
we've had we've had a lot of reps. We've and, got some reps there. And so for me, without knowing what the three three five looks like, my brain and how I'm assessing thing goes to the oversimplified what I just did, where I'm like, well, I feel good about that guy. I feel pretty good about that yeah. guy. I feel pretty good about that guy. I feel pretty good about that guy. And so you you stack enough of those up. Hopefully, Tony White can scheme it to where it's okay. We'll see. I, I don't. I. I just think the D line, if those, if man, if even even though it's a three three five, like if if Ty Robinson and the Polar Bear and Blaze and those guys aren't good players or have a bad year or get hurt, yikes. Yeah, but yeah. I still feel good about a lot. Like the whole back, well, the the back eight, for lack of a better term. Like I feel good about a lot of those guys. Yeah, I don't feel like terrible about the defense at all. I just it's it's sort of like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who, to, which, which team to compare it to, but, um, like the more you look at it, I feel a little bit better. I think I do too, but I don't want to fall. The more I look at this, the more I look at the defense, the more I feel better about it. But I, but the problem is there are two concerns or questions and they, they amplify each other. The two concerns are, I don't know how good the D line is. And I don't know what the three three five looks like stopping the run. Yeah. And to me, those two things, like, you know, it's like, what do you put? Is it a what is it? What's the a Coke bottle and you put like a a oh uh a Mentos in it? A Mentos. It's like to me, it's like three three five's the Coke bottle, <laughs> concerns <laughs> concerns in the D line, and it's like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting uh that's interesting you like it i think i like it <laughs> hey you could have said that if anything i'd be like that's a great analogy <laughs> but i'm picturing matt rube like our guest speaker today is nick bob bring him up here and i'm like like all right i come out i have a lab coat on i have goggles and i'm like here's the problem man three three five this mentos is the d-line look what happens if it's not right <laughs> This is your life. This is your life. <laughs> if it doesn't go well, cook oh. coal everywhere. Matt Rule, thanks for the time. They're like, give it up for him, everybody. Uh, motivational speaker. I don't yeah. know what I even proved there. I, here's what I'd say. Everybody yeah. loves a good Mentos in the Coke bottle thing. I, that's what I was thinking before. I was thinking the same thing. Nothing. <laughs> the first thing I thought of this defense was Mentos in a Coke bottle. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. I mean, how have I not gotten hired as a studio analyst for football? I don't know. I'm thinking this is a Mentos and a Coke bottle situation, folks. We got a Mentos Coke bottle situation with this defense, but okay. Uh, Anything else with the defense other than the Mentos Coke bottle thing? I would just say that right now, like we don't look like uh, there's like a bunch of playmakers necessarily. It's a little bit more just like we look like we're solid, but like it's not going to be a dynamic defense but but the and this is what is so fascinating about this i think the scheme lends itself that to that might help so us. maybe the scheme can help manufacture that yeah we'll see real quick special teams uh you know there, there's kind of been a battle between tristan alvano and and bleak road for that kicker spot alvano had that unbelievable state championship game where dude yeah, was yeah. just like you know even adam vinatieri was like this guy's good um, so we'll see what happens there. Brian Buscini apparently is like really bought into like nutrition and stuff. He's just like, I've heard like Buscini's like super jacked now, which is kind well, of these, these, these kickers. It's like, what else are they going to do? Like, why not get they jacked? all should be. Why not get jacked? Yeah. You just get to work out all day and everybody else is like 
beating themselves up. Do you ever just lift? Do you ever watch the like I watch those like the hard knock stuff and I see like meals made for them and like they're like testing their hydration and I'm like ah I just can someone do that for me? Be really nice, wouldn't it? Oh, I would love that. Um, the returner, the returners, Billy Kemp's gonna return punts. I kind of right. feel like he could get saucy. Kickoff returner, I don't know. Boy, Tommy Hill's going back. My, I, call for it. I vote Tommy Hill for just the hilarity of it. Like you know, he thinks he's going. He bring right? he he is going to he. I think Tommy Hill watches Dante Hall highlights before he goes to bed every night. Yeah, he's I just like he brought that. it out eight deep. Why can't I do it? I agree, Tommy Hill. I'm all in on Irrational that. Irrational confidence. Irrational Tommy confidence. Okay, rapid fire to wrap it up, and then we're getting out of here. Okay, just uh, gonna go. Who's gonna lead Nebraska in certain statistical categories? Okay. Some of it's pretty easy, but it's, you know, you never know. Leading passer, Jeff Sims. Yep. Leading rusher, Gabe Irvin. Are you, are, are you, are you, hold on. You have beachfront property on Gabe Irvin Island, but you're telling me you are going to it leave it vacant. So doesn't that seem so easy? It does. I, I, I don't know how it's not Gabe Irvin, but at the same time, like. I just don't know, like, like, it's like he's, uh, I don't want to jinx him. I don't want to jinx him. I'm going to say Gabe Irvin. It's the right answer. Let's, it's the right. It's the right answer. He's we the number the, one. Like if we buy the property, go we gotta go up. there. Let's go live in the property. I won't jinx him. Leading receiver, Billy Kemp. Billy Sean Kemp. Who's gonna lead the team in touchdowns? This is where you could get a double miss if you're wrong on it. Because I would pick Jeff Irvin. Sims. Are you going Jeff Sims or uh, Irvin? No, Irvin. But here's the thing: is there's a world where if Irvin doesn't Irvin doesn't hit. We just played roulette and they take it all our shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we going back to the ATM. I just love, Nick, I love everything you're doing. Bro. I love everything. You're doing. I'm going to go Irvin though. Okay. I'm playing roulette. I hit, we up in that thing. Lead the team in tackles. Say it on three. One, two, three. Rhymer. Rhymer. Okay. Sacks. Uh, not hut, hut masher. I'm uh, going Jason Peter Jr. I'll take or or in a three three five. Is it like an MJ Sherman rhymer? He's one of those guys that comes and hits like it's euro it's, steps yeah. through the line. It will on like be a the stunt. jack. So that would be MJ Sherman or Chief Border. So you I would say Sherman or Gunnarsson are are the ones you'd want to pick. So would Ty Robinson not get very many sacks it's in this defense? Well, in the in the a nickel situation, he'll move inside. Okay. Which puts it, it's just harder. It's harder to get sacks versus on the edge. Um, I would say you probably want to go with uh, Sherman or Gunnarsson. I'm, I would say. Eh. I'd go let's, Sherman. Let's go Sherman. Yeah, I'd get you Sherman on it. I'll go, I'll go Jason Peter Jr., even though that doesn't make any sense with this defense. No, that's good. I mean, he, he has a chance. I mean, if he gets four or five sacks, that's it. Yeah. Crick I mean, got like 11 that one year. That's true. Crick, shouts out to Jerry Crick. Um, I know he's a big listener. I at least hope he is. <laughs> In, in, interceptions malcolm harzog i put newsom but i put Hartzog on f at first and then i thought like is that stupid harzog's just a little ball hawk he just is the guy nick that the ball goes to him and, he, and newsom's you probably know what better Hartzog gets the i ball. have not officially submitted my ballot can i change it to Hartzog? because that's why i initially put it and then you know he's then that guy i felt like you he know just is that guy he gets picks he does. He he's like you. He he. You just get the ball. Just, there's a magnet there. They just oh. they know. It. They just have a sense. They smell it. Okay. And then this doesn't really make sense, but uh, it's interesting to guess. MVP. Sims. 
Or do we have to choose someone else other than the quarterback? Is it more interesting if we exclude Sims? Yes. Or is there a world where it's it's got to be Sims? If it, it's Sims, if we win, if we can't say quarterbacks, I think it's Urban or Gabe Urban or Jason Peter Jr. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> the nicknames are already rolling. The nicknames are great. I can't wait for this season to get going. That's the best part of the whole. We just, it's the best. These nicknames are just the best. Um, I hope people enjoy them as much. I as really can. enjoy them, but I think my Mentos Coke bottle thing is good. <laughs> we might have to do that. Do it on air sometime. If the game goes bad, it's like yeah, I see what happened. There it is. <laughs> I don't know if it made any sense. It doesn't make any it sense. Make any sense. I think it did though. Um, <laughs> Okay, so if I can't choose Jeff Sims, I think I would choose Reimer. That's a good, that's good. That'd be the... I'm going to get my Reimer on. That's a good one. I'm going to go Reimer. Breakout star, I'm going my guy. No. Oh. Bedoni. Oh, I think okay. Bedoni is just... He's ready? Dude, he's 6'6", 250. He runs like a in the four fives. He was the number one tight end. recruit those guys usually play on sundays he like you see clips of him and he just looks like a freaking monster um uh i'm gonna take a big swing here and and buy into the hype train oh no i shouldn't do he's a freshman i shouldn't do that this linehart uh no he's not ready my my honorable mention breakout star would be uh is can you give it to mj sherman would he be a yeah you could do that I don't know, but I'm going for. I, I just haven't seen him enough. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen him enough. I don't feel good. You know, Fedoni's going to show up to the last game in like a convertible. I'm, just a, his I season just, went so well. He's in a convertible with the license plate that just says Fedoni on it. He gets out. He's holding a cheese runza. Everybody's screaming. That's what's going to happen this season. Okay, that's hey. I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything else until we, until I guess the next time we probably chat, it's going to be after the Minnesota game. And we better get your Mentos. Oh, Mentos Coke bottle. (laughs) A Heard at Sports Network production.